This show is sponsored by Hive Mind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the hive mind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings. And of course, to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at hivemindcrm.io. Today, we have a special guest, Ms. Brittany Thompson. She's been with us a couple times, but she always brings great energy, and we're going to have her speak. I don't know exactly what she's covering, but I know she always brings the heat, and I'm excited to hear what she has to say. Anthony can't be here today, but we're excited that she's here, and she's here to bring a lot, a lot of knowledge and information, and she comes fully fueled every time. <laughs> she's like... <laughs> I'm like, wait, I'm presenting? Oh, God. We need to pray. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, I mean, we, we, can, we can have a conversation, too. I mean, even Leon showed up. Leon showed up from outside. He's here to participate, too. <laughs> he wants to come into the party. I mean, hey, you don't have honey. to. I mean, you don't have to present. I, I don't know if you're presenting or if you don't have a conversation. I'm good either way. I mean, I'm good at winging it. Yeah, I mean, we, we could just, just talk, chit-chat. I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know. This market, this economy is going crazy. It's a phenomenal opportunity to be involved in real estate, especially for anybody that's thought about it, you know, watching the TV shows or, you know, whatever the scenario is. The time is now. <laughs> so we can chop it up, answer questions, whatever. Talk about vision stuff, like whatever. I'm always game. I got you. I got you. Okay, so let's, let's, let's kind of dive into it. So one thing, one of the reasons why I like working with uh, Brittany here. Now my son's hopping in the conversation. See? <laughs> One of the things I like, I like having with Brittany here is that she's really dedicated a lot of her energy towards helping people get their first deal. So uh, what are some ways, and you're doing a five-day challenge next week and you do it once a month, right? Is it always like the third yeah. week or second week of the month or something like that? You know what? I try to keep it at least a few weeks apart. So yeah, about a month. And you know what? Let me, let me, let me redo this thing here because I'm super casual and I got to make sure I introduce myself. <laughs> What's up, everybody? My name is Brittany Thompson. My husband and I, Leon Thompson and I, uh, created GetMyFirstDeal.com, which is basically a challenge-based coaching program we created to help aspiring entrepreneurs find, get, and close their first real estate deal. And Daniel, what you're alluding to is a challenge that we're actually doing starting this Monday um, for free, and it's basically our REI Success Blueprint of how to find, get, and close the deal. Um, this is a little different, right, because we're not just going to be giving content. This is not going to just be information overload. Like, in other words, we're not in the business of throwing a bunch of stuff at you and then overwhelming you, and then you have no choice but to sign up for our $20,000 coaching program. This is not that. This is I'm giving you the straight skinny, and at the conclusion of it, you can take it and kill it, or if you want to have a community, we'll make that offer available. But I'm excited. It's going to push, and it's going to encourage. The point is to encourage 
encourage people to take action because there's a lot of information out there. And quite frankly, there is more opportunity now than there's ever been. And I just, we're on a mission to help a thousand people get their first deal. So we just, we're pouring in, we're leading with love and showing people how to do it the right way, how to become massively successful. Y'all, this is going to be a multi, multi million dollar blueprint. Um, that we're giving away. Um, it's just, it's, it's just, it's just w- what we're doing. We've used this blueprint to hit multiple six figures every year since 2019, and it doubles and triples. We own seven figures in real estate. We know how to build all this stuff, and we're just gonna take time out of our day to be a blessing and to just share it and just, you know, make a massive difference and disrupt the industry, baby. So I'm excited about that. There you go. So um, one thing I really want to ask you, it took me seven months to get my first deal. What was that like for you? Jeez, first deal. Uh, I want to say it took me six months. Now, it took me six months because the first couple of months, well, let me, let me back it up a little bit. So I left my last job in the ambulance. Literally, they thought I was having a heart attack. And really, it was a severe panic attack that I was having because I was tired of doing the same thing. Like, I was just tired of fighting traffic, throwing my kids in daycare, hitting the nine to five, hitting the phone. And I just, the last day, I went to pick up my phone and I just could, I just froze. It was like I was paralyzed. Um, So, woke up or came to, if you will, in the back of that ambulance at the hospital. And I had a conversation with my heavenly father. And I said, look, I'm done with it. I've done as much as I can do. It's time for you to take the wheel. People say, Jesus, take the wheel. I was literally saying, Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) So I just started my journey of personal development and looking for an opportunity. And I tell people this all the time. You know, I wasn't seeking real estate. It could have been selling nail polish. It could have been selling help. Like, it could have been anything other than what I had been doing that would put me in an entrepreneurial um, scope. And I was up one, up late one morning, one night, two o'clock in the morning, you know, new mom, you know, new wife, I would still say, and I was just trying to figure it out. And I typed in YouTube, how to make a lot of money quick. And I got this video that popped up talking about how to make some money in 30 days or seven, some 37 days, something like that. And I thought it was a scam. So it took me a minute. It took me a lot of analysis. I went through analysis paralysis, but it took me a lot of research to decide that this is something I wanted to do. And, and that research was for me like a semester of college. It took six, <laughs> six months because I thought it was a scam. I couldn't believe it. I was like, there's no way you can make this kind of money without a license, without having a million dollars, without having crazy credit or a rich uncle or auntie. And I just, I stumbled about that six months. I decided, look, I'm going to pick a strategy. And I picked bandit signs. And then three months later, I'm in my car crying with an envelope full of money. <laughs> like, I can't believe this happened. Crazy, man. Bandit signs. Bandit signs in Birmingham. Three, month, three months doing bandit signs. Did you do a lot of bandit signs? Or was it like 100 here, 100 there? Or did you go like all in, like doing 100 a weekend or something? I mean, I wish, you know, it would make the story sound good if I was like, I was slaying giants 150 a week. Man, I, I was lucky to get 10 signs out a weekend. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but it shows you got results, even though you only did 10 signs a weekend. I mean, it shows you're doing yeah. something, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, part of that was, you know, most people before they decide to get in real estate or really any industry or to be to be in business, they take a lot of research. 
you know, they got to go and talk to everybody and ask them how they feel about it. Then they got to go try every course, you know, all those things. And I think at that point, I had just gotten to a place where I'm like, I'm just going to take action. I'm just going to jump and grow wings on the way down. And so I took that perspective. So that meant getting up. Um, geez, at what, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning on a Friday because I read somewhere in a blog or something that that's the best time to put out signs because code enforcement's off. They don't work on the weekend, so I'm out there. Um, my mom's on the phone with me while I'm <laughs> running out trying to avoid, like, people of the night, you know, <laughs> drug dealers. Like, I'm trying to avoid all of them so I can politely put out my little handmade sign that I made in the living room, <laughs> get my butt back in the car. Cause I, I mean, I'm pretty, but I didn't want to get took, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> my husband rode with me a couple times family a couple times and i you know it's, it's it's interesting now as i reflect because back then i mean i thought i was crazy i, I thought there's no way this could work but what i can appreciate out of that whole process is the reason it worked, even with me not putting out a bunch of signs is because i just tunnel vision on one thing I wasn't calling, texting, or mailing. I was just putting out signs, right? That's that's all. I was and I was and I was picking up the phone when people call. Daniel, can you believe that people will put out a band of signs and don't answer the phone when somebody calls? All the time because I call them. I still call Spanish to this day, and I want to see if they answer the phone because I'm always curious because I still call. I still call bandit signs because I'm trying to sell them hive mind. That is genius. And that's 100% so, true. Every time I see a bandit sign, I will call and text it and then see if they answer the phone. That way I can pitch up hive mind. But usually nobody answers the phone. Out of all the times I call bandit signs, only two answer the phone live. And I'm like, man, you guys are just wasting your time. Right? Isn't that crazy? You know what? And I tell people that, too, actually, that go through my challenge. That's a great way to build up relationships when it comes to building, uh, meeting new investors, calling bandit signs calling the signs on the street, call realtors, just look, rich, broke, rich, broke, just pick up the phone, talk to somebody. We think that we can, no offense, texting is great, but some folks think they can just hide behind the phone and do this right here and be a millionaire the next day. No, baby, it is numbers. You might do well to a certain extent with texting, but in order to build relationships for longevity in business, you're going to have to have conversations. It is what it is. That's my two cents. <laughs> there's um there's there's something crazy that I I did when I first started. Is a lot of, I think a lot of people struggle with this and you can probably get caught to this too, is that people think like I've been doing this for 30 days and I haven't found traction. I literally had this conversation the other day. Like, I've been doing this for 30 days, I got like a few leads here and there, but I haven't been able to close anything. Like I feel like I'm ready to give up. And I always bring it up and I'm I'm glad I went through the struggle myself because I can always point to myself and like it took me seven months and I was working in another business. I owned another business at the time to get a deal. So I'm like two months. I mean, you got, you got three X of that to get to where I was before, before I, I was ready to throw the towel. And it was one of those things where like, I when I was going through it, it was really disheartening because I got contracts. I contracted an agent represented property, ended up losing money, put money, earnest money down when I shouldn't have. And it was, I, I went yeah. through a lot of, I went through a lot of hard lessons, but it was one of those things where like, I'm really, really glad I went through those lessons as a whole, just because now I'm able to help people when it comes to those lessons that I went through when I first started. And it was one of those things where like, it's, it's really been, and when I was going through it, it really, it really stank and it hurt a little bit, but now yeah. hindsight, hindsight 2020, it's just like, I'm really glad I went through that. 
I'm literally glad I struggled in the beginning because now I'm able to help people, even though a month, two months in, they're like, I can't find anything. I was there not too long ago. And it's kind of like shedding the light on that. Rough, you know, but it's the best education you cannot buy that experience. Right. And I mean, certainly I like to think that just like yourself, had I not gone through like my mom or my grandma used to say a burning is a learning. Like you remember when it hurts, you, you know what not to do. Right. So that so many lessons, man. I remember getting, I remember putting out signs, getting the first call. And the first call, the house was like, my goodness, it was in poor, poor shape. On a, It was in a, like a weird part of town. Like it was kind of country, kind of like hood a little bit. No shade to either of those type of areas. But I just didn't understand. Okay, I didn't understand how to monetize it. Like it's a, and I, it's a lot. I think it's a lot of people that get properties on the contract that don't fully know the market and then they get frustrated and disappointed. You know, it may take 30, 60 days to get a deal. And then when you get a deal, it's like not a deal, but you don't realize it's not a deal because you don't know <laughs> what is it was not a deal. So, you know, the, the discouragement piece, you know, another thing too, that, that I talk about, especially in the challenge is people not tracking their effort. You know, you can put in a lot of time and energy for 30, 60, 90 days, even a year, and then not get a deal. But if we're being honest with one another, what was your activity in that process? And were you consistent with that activity week after week, day after day? And nobody wants to ask themselves those type of questions. Like, I'll be the first one to raise my hand, right? Putting out 10 signs, yeah, right. Like, people put out hundreds of signs and get a deal every other month. Like, I was way behind the A-ball there. But I tracked it and I was consistent and I was relentless. So it just worked. But, yeah, I think that people quit too soon or get discouraged too soon because they're tracking the wrong activity. Now, let's kind of talk about, like, limiting beliefs because I I think a lot of people think they need to know, they need to know, like, the right strategy or the right negotiation tactics to move forward. And in my opinion, I don't think it's that. I think it's just getting on the phone and talking to people and having a conversation. And then usually if you talk to enough people, you'll get get a motivated seller. (laughs) No, 100% right. But, you know, another part of that, yes, I think it is limiting. Well, no, for sure. I know it is limiting beliefs. Because you don't know it's real until you close your first deal. And I know that rhymed and it was probably a little corny, but I mean it. You don't know it's real until you close your first deal. So you've got to overcome a lot of internal stuff in that process. This isn't going to work. What am I thinking? I must be crazy. You know, my family thinks I'm crazy. I'm spending all this money. I'm investing in education. I'm going to conferences and I'm not a millionaire yet. I'm not on HGTV yet. Like what's going on here? Like all of that stuff is real. And at the same time, once you get past that and start picking up the phone, it's really a matter of being a solution. You know, I get the reason that people invest in real estate, and certainly the reason that I invested was to make money. But now I understand the process of it, and I understand the heart behind it, of being successful with it and having longevity in this business. And I really talk to, on the phone to homeowners looking to provide a solution. Like, people say, well, how do you comp it? Okay, I get it. That's a legitimate question. Yes, it matters to know how the market is moving, what homes are trading at. 
but do you even know why you're talking to the homeowner on the first? Like, why didn't they list it with their friend or their sister or their brother that's an agent? Like, we don't even get into those type of questions. So I don't know. I guess it's a mix of all of it. No, I, I agree. It's one of those things where it's, uh, you don't, it doesn't feel like reality until you're holding that first check. And you kind of, you're kind of right. walking in faith based off of other people's experiences and you have the understanding to move forward, but it's just, it's really can be discouraging and lonely when you first start out, but that's the whole importance of getting in groups like this and having people hold you right. accountable as a whole. So, you know, you're, you're not all alone and you have to face all those distractions and things that could dishearten you by yourself. Exactly. I think that you all have created a brilliant community. I mean, of course, the CRM is amazing. Like that's bar none. I wish I had a CRM that was like half as good as this when I started, because I'm pretty sure it would have helped me with my retention and a lot of other things. But the community, like I had to go create a community when I first started. I, those people, those like-minded individuals that are going to encourage you when somebody says something crazy or cusses you out or cancels a contract, you got to be able to talk to somebody who's not going to convince you to quit or go get a job or, you know, go do something else. So I think what you have really created here is beautiful. You and Anthony have done a great job creating this culture. This is beautiful. It's so good. And I, I want to welcome questions too. If anybody in the audience has any questions or anything like that, they feel, I guess they can reach out to you or chat or something. Yeah, you guys can, you guys can, you guys can unmute yourself or hit the chat. I mean, it's both ways. This is kind of an open-ended conversation. We're talking about this is a uh, this is welcome to anybody here. Like I said, we have these conversations for you. Like me, me, and me and Brittany, we, we do this on the regular, so we're, we're just going. But anybody else can hop in if they feel they want to cover something as well. As far as if, if they're struggling in a certain area, because there's a lot of yes. people, there's a lot of people here that haven't gotten their first deal or that might listen to this later on that might have some questions. So definitely, it's this is the opportunity for it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Who who on here, or if you feel comfortable sharing, has has gotten their first deal or has not gotten their first deal, and if not, you know, w what do you think is holding you back, or you know, just I want to give and add as much value as possible. So please ask me questions. Yeah, and like I said, uh, as you guys are just coming in late, Brittany is helping Hive Mind and in, in general, her whole mission is helping people get their first deal. So go ahead, Nick. Nick, I think Nick might need it himself. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of have my first deal from earlier this year i um i started living in, I, I bought a duplex up in massachusetts um and so i'm house hacking that and then right now i'm i'm working with someone or i've been like reaching out to some investors i'm trying to get into the land investing space so i just sent out my first direct mail campaign this week and i've started doing a little cold calling on the side too i mean i've, I've gotten like two different leads they you know they didn't really work out, but you know, at least I got people who like had a number in mind. So it, it's been pretty cool, and uh, this community's been great. Oh my gosh! That's a, first off, we need to get a bell. Congratulations on getting your first deal. That is massive, Nick. Way to go, brother! Like, do not take that lightly. I hope that you treated yourself to a steak dinner or something, because I for sure wasn't house hacking when I started. I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i had um, i found a really good in, in investor friendly brokerage and you know I, I was searching about like probably close to four or five months you know and, and i kind of i started to kind of get get experience without every showing i went to and and kind of figured out like what were the things to look for that would make sense or were too risky for me to take on but yeah it's definitely been a cool experience and i'm excited to see what the future brings and you know 
glad to be part of this community definitely Oh my gosh. But one, thing, one, one thing I'll say is uh, definitely house hacking. I commend you for even knowing what that is and, and taking action to even get one. But that's, that's, that's pretty cool, man. House hacking, house hacking. You sound young too. How old are you, Nick? Uh, I'm 24. 24. See? Young gun, young gun coming <laughs> at us. So it, it's pretty cool, man. We just did a podcast interview on Monday that actually releases tomorrow. So check the podcast that comes out tomorrow. But he's uh, 22, still has a full-time job. He's done uh, six deals. No, he's done uh, 10 deals in six months. And uh, two, of the deals he, two of the deals he did were with the same Dallas seller. So he had like two deals that came with multiple properties. They ended up doing, so ended up doing 10 deals out of, in six months. So it's crazy. And it's crazy because I'm like, man, it took me seven months to get my first one. And this guy's doing six deals in 10 months. But Definitely young people out there, there's opportunity out there for you. And don't be, don't ha, don't be your age, be eliminating belief because there's people out here that are younger than you taking action. And Nick is a perfect example, 24 years old, getting on his first house hack. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I think you may have mentioned it before, but kind of like, where are you at now? And, and like, what strategies are you focused on? And kind of how have you, how have you built from, I mean, I've heard your story of your, of your first deal, which, which is Really cool, really inspiring, but I you know, wanted to see kind of where you got to now. Wow. You know, it's funny. I feel like I have a midlife crisis in real estate every year because I, I get bored easily. So, I mean, you know, just all I can do is keep it 100. This year, we really just focused. Okay, let me, let me rewind this back a little bit. A few years ago, before my husband left his, his nine to five, we sat down. We went to a conference and sat down and wrote out our vision. And basically, it was just kind of what we wanted our life to look like. And, you know, when you do something like that, you don't necessarily think, I mean, some people do think it's, it'll happen. But for the most part, a lot of people are like, this is like my dream life. You know, this is, this is what life would look like if I could write my own script. And what I saw once we came together, we wrote it down and we realized real quick what was important to us and what was not important to us and what things we were in that was getting us closer to our goal and what things we were in that was not. And what we realized is we did not want to have a major league wholesaling business with a team of VAs. We, we didn't want to be the people doing six figures a month because we understood what that would require to start and to continue, right? We also understood we didn't want to be flippers. And I'm, and I'm going to get to your answer in just a minute because they all kind of come together. We also understood that we didn't want to be checking contractors, and we also didn't want to hire somebody who would manage those properties and deal with the fluctuations of the market. And what we settled with is we wanted to make X amount of money a month. We wanted to be able to travel with our family. We wanted to focus on our, our relationship with one another and with our friends, as well as have cash flow coming in every month that did not depend on our activity or our own actions. So that's really what we've done. We're in the process of selling our tenant-occupied properties. We just offloaded 20-unit apartment beginning of the year. We just demoed a 15-, 16-room hotel. And we're going toward things that are going to create cash flow, like storage, like taking land, putting a fence and some gravel in, and throwing some, you know, RVs or something on it, and just mailbox money. We, we are actually going to be starting this summer partnering with one of our we're considering partnering with a couple of students where we've got mailing and different marketing, and we're just going to cherry pick those opportunities that we want for cash flow, and then just, hey, go, go dispose, of, dispose of these, right? So we're big into delegating and using the capital and the credit that we have acquired 
from our journey and just using it to really build up other people and build up other markets. For me, I'm super passionate about GetMyFirstDeal.com because I realized that this is fun when you are going to a closing check and you're getting a 5000 or 200000 or whatever the fee is, but there's nothing like helping other people do the same thing and changing their lives. You know, I got friends calling saying, hey, we're going to come out there to meet you all next summer. Where are y'all going to be? Well, you're going to be in Vegas? Well, we're going to come out there to Vegas, and we're going to come out to California. We want that type of life. So we call that vision-based living. <laughs> I hope I answered your question, Nick. It was kind of long. <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it seems like you've had, like, so many cool experiences, and that's that's such a, like, unique path that, I, that I've seen, you know, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people who have taken a lot of paths in the space, and it's really cool to hear those stories. Yes. You know, what it was, too, I would say the past couple of years, I've got, you know, three children, and before this year they were in public school, was the whole reason of getting into entrepreneurship was so that we could do what we wanted to do, so we could go where we wanted to go, buy what we wanted to buy. And I noticed the way I was doing business in real estate is my, my business was preventing me from doing the life I wanted to do. So, and I encourage a lot of people when they get into this business, especially in the challenge, actually day one, what does success look like, you know, for, for you? You know, what does it feel like? What does it taste like? Because it's important to identify and define that up front, and that's going to determine a person's efforts and what kind of investment strategy a person's going to take. And at 24, brother, my goodness, I, the, the, woo, I'll be having the time of my life traveling, doing this business, you know, I don't know what your scenario is, but you just, you just in the right place at the right time with the right group of people, man. It's, it's only up from here. If you take advantage of the opportunity and the relationships here and just build on them, you, you've got a wealth of knowledge and expertise in this group. Phenomenal. And time. Don't forget time. T- time is the underestimated, incalculable asset that a lot of people don't realize. But, um, yeah. Definitely underestimate that. I really want to call on somebody, Ms. Don Rodriguez, if she's, she just got her first contract, I think like last week or two weeks ago. Yes. Don, can you hey, tell girl. Hey. <laughs> so I really want to call on Don. Can you tell us when you learned about real estate, when you started real estate and when you got your first contract? So I think I was uh, introduced to it. It was what, when we went to Milwaukee for that event. So I think that was what, end of January, beginning of February, I think. And that's when I first found out about like real estate. And that's what made me like really want to be a part of it. I was so inspired by all the testimonies and the lifestyle and everybody that's just like been able to break out of that everyday you know, complex and able to like take their lives back. It was awesome. So I wanted that. So I started to, I I joined HiveMind. I started to skip trace and do the text campaigns and all that good stuff. Yeah, I came across a contract maybe about three weeks ago, finally. So what that was, maybe it took me about like a couple of months to really, I guess, like learn the system and and figure out what works and what doesn't work. I mean, I'm still learning. There's so much to learn, but it's, it's, it's been exciting. That's amazing. Congrats. And that was the first week of February. It was the first week of February. Okay. So like what now we're in May. So 
yeah, it took me a while to, to ramp up too, because I had to figure out like what systems I was going to use, like PropStream, Propelio, you know, who I was going to like, I had to learn how to send out the text campaigns. I mean, I'm, I'm horrible with the technology behind it. So it's like, I had to have like, you know, Evan help me and asking everybody, how do I do this? And how do I do that? And it's not going through what's wrong. So it took me a while to really vamp up. But once I did, it's, it's, you know, it, it does get easier. But it's exciting and something that I'm, I'm really, thank God that I came across because I would have still been stuck in the rat race. Wow. Thanks, Don. Talk about the deal. Like, what, what are we looking at? I meant to ask Nick about his other two, too. But Don, what, do what are we looking at? What you got? Oh, actually, it's kind of sad because he decided he was going to he's going to think about it. And so it doesn't it didn't quite go through. But I mean, you know, it was it's just like a learning experience. And, you know, I had never gotten that far. Of course, you know, with the whole campaign and sending out text messages, you get so many no's and so many obscenities. you know. And, and finally, whenever you do get somebody who like wants to work with you and you go out and you look at the property and, you know, they say, yes, I want to do this. I mean, you know, it would have been maybe like a 30 grand profit if it had gone through. So it would have been nice, but it happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to follow up with him though, but I'm, I'm thinking that he's thinking he's going to get more for his house and he's not. So I'm just going to kind of sit on it and let him think about that for a minute. Okay. 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 <laughs> Interesting. I love your tenacity and your energy. So do you know, do you know the numbers behind how you got to that deal or that contract or that potential opportunity? Uh, the numbers, how I got there. Let me see. The house was the ARV on it was about uh, 420. And uh, well, I think, well, no, I, I don't remember the specifics. I think the ARV on it, I remember we were going to sell it for 420. No, we we're going to start sell it for 450. The ARV on it was 420. Sorry, see, I'm still learning the lingo. So <laughs> the ARV on it was 420. And yeah, we were going to sell it for 450. And it was like a huge, like four bedroom, two bath house that had like an extra lot in the back where they could have built like an extra house. I was, I was kind of looking at it like I want that house that can build like another place in the back and maybe do like a little double Airbnb thing going on. But we would have to find like a buyer who was like into that. Yeah, we did find a buyer who was like interested in it, but it just fell through. Gotcha. And that happens, you know, there's no judgment here. That's all part of the process. My first three deals fell through. Well, my first three deals weren't deals. Well, they were deals to me. It's okay. It's normal. Only thing yeah. for me um, is that I had three contracts that fell through too before I got my first closed one. So, I mean, we're all here in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't discourage me. I'm still, you know, I'm still uh, going for it and I'm still excited about it. It's not, you know, anything different. They say uh, a winner is, is a loser that tried one more time. So I'm not discouraged. Let me ask you this. I know you're using the uh, CRM. Are you tracking your actual numbers, like messages sent, conversations had, offers made, that type of thing? Um, no. Okay. I want you to do that, CP. Okay. Let me explain to you why. The reason why I say that is because sometimes we don't realize how close we are to that life-changing deal until we analyze where we've been. And it pushes us in those days where people are like, you know, not being kind there when deals fall through. It's easy to look back and say, oh, I got at least, you know, 40 more conversations or I got at least 10 more offers before I get to the next one. Because at the end of the day, this is a numbers game. I think when my, well, I can't say I think, I will say, I know my business became much more predictable when I started tracking my numbers. 
it it got so predictable that I that and this is not good when you're me, but I knew what I needed to do to get another deal. And mm. and that's that's a beautiful thing when you're doing the work. But you can get a little I got a little overconfident and it and it's a burning sometimes. You know, this is business. When you treat it like a business, it rewards you like a business. And I had got to a point where I was like, Well, I can go make another ten grand. But needless to say, Tracking your numbers will bring you peace that you may not have now and knowing when that next deal is coming. Yeah, no, I get that. I've, I've asked, I've been asked those questions before too. Like, well, how many text messages do you have to send out to get X amount of responses? And, you know, I've, I've been asked that before and I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe about 20% or, you know, I just kind of guessed to me, but yeah, I've never really like sat down and, and put in the numbers, but no, that's, that's a really good idea. Thank you. Absolutely. And and something tangible, because I see somebody in the chat asked providing an illustration. Yusa asked about providing an illustration. Most CRMs will provide these. These are called KPIs or key performance, indi- key performance indicators. But for the simplicity of it all, especially for new people, the things you want to track, once you figure out your marketing strategy, you want to track how many or like how many calls or how many texts or how many pieces of marketing is going out daily, weekly, monthly. In addition to that tracking, you want to track how many conversations you had, how many offers you made, whether that's verbal or whether that's written. It could be a combination of both. And how many contracts you got. And what I found out is if I bring in at least five leads or actual identified motivated sellers a day, I will at least do three to four deals a month. Mm. But that's because... That I looked at all my deals, and then I went back and looked at all my marketing, and I looked at my conversations and offers, and I saw, like for PPC, I will close six out of ten leads as long as I was answering them within a one within a one hour of it coming in. When it comes to text messages, I mean, just like on it. When it comes to calls, because I'm personal, people don't sound like me when I talk. So they're, they're kind of like, oh, you're a real person. I want to talk to you. So my conversion is higher. But I didn't know that. I didn't understand that until I started looking at my number and saying, oh, okay, this is what's going on. And this also lets you know what type of marketing to invest in. And this is something else I talk about in the challenge because there are a lot of people just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. And that is a very expensive thing to do unless you just got it like that. Me, e- even having some type of wealth, I want. I need predictability. I need to do this one thing and, and become a master at it. So hopefully that, that, that helps too. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Uh, yeah, so I need to get organized. So I guess whenever you keep track of everything, is there like a software you use or is it like Excel or just tally it up? Great question. Just, just get your Excel. Get you an Excel sheet and just and just divide your columns. And you can even go back and listen to this recording for this piece. But marketing piece is sent out. And I would recommend, so for instance, on your columns, marketing pieces, conversations, excuse me, marketing pieces, calls, conversations, offers made, contracts sent, contract signed. And then on the roll part, break it down. Monday, for instance, today is, uh, the 19th, so it'd be Thursday, May 19th, 2022, Friday, May 20th, 2022. Then I'll do a space or something like that. If, if you're not working the weekends, if you are at those days, and then I will start back at Monday, what, tw- Monday, May 23rd. So 
so on and so forth. And and I hear you say, you mentioned something that makes me believe that you're a believer. One thing I will speak to is God blesses order. And I noticed when I got my business in order, it made sense and it worked out better for me. Oh, that is freaking awesome. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate those pearls. Yes. Thank you for saying something. I appreciate it. She does look like sweet pea though. Well, Daniel kind of called me out. So I was like, oh man. No, it's a good thing and a good and a bad thing. Like I said, just with that exchange, hopefully everybody learned something just because I called you out and you're able to face that. So I and like Yusuf, you answered Yusuf's question. Just because you stand up and kind of put your information out there and we're able to work through some issues, you know? Yeah. One thing I'll say is everything is KPIable. And that's just like if you if you really want to hold yourself accountable in a lot of different stages in your life, you can KPI everything, whether it's how many times you talk to your parents, how many times you talk to your kids, you can KPI that or your employees in general, just to make sure you're, you're keeping up with your relationships in general, not just your sellers. So all this stuff can be utilized in life in general. And it's important for things to keep, keep yourself accountable. Cause like, I know I've heard people like put couples putting themselves like we go on a date twice a month. And when the end of the month comes, they go on a date twice a month. No, well, they're, they're not reaching their goals as far as make sure they're holding that relationship up with their significant other. So there's a lot of things you can do as far as in, in all relationships, just to KPI it and make sure you hold yourself accountable because whatever you make important becomes important. Yep. And I'm really glad we mentioned KPIs because no one even thinks about that. No one thinks about KPIs. But when you first started out, I definitely didn't when I started but like I said, it, it can it can help you understand your business a little bit better. If I send out a thousand texts over thirty days, I'm going to get hundred contacts. Hundred contacts, I'm going to get one contract. Out of that one contract, I need two contracts to get a deal. You know, something like that, something to that effect. So you know, it's going to take you at the current rate. You're going to have to work two months to get two contracts to get one of those to close. But you're probably going to need a lot more. But it's one of those things where like. A lot of bigger businesses that operate at a high level, they they have like 40% close rate or something like that for every contract they get. So even them, they know what their close rate is. So for every four out of 10 contracts, four are going to close and six aren't for whatever reason. So that means they just got to get more contracts. So if you understand your numbers of how many contacts you need to get a contract, you can understand your whole numbers as a business in general. And it gets more... You get more clarity the more you do. So true. That's so true. Especially, especially in the beginning. I know back in the insurance day, I got this uh, habit of making haystacks or tick marks when I was um, calling on insurance leads. And I brought that mindset here in the beginning, you know, one call, like one call, two call, three call, four call, somebody answers. Circle that, right? Five calls. Six, and, you know, everybody talks about dollars and that's great. You can track that. But for me, I'm kind of old school. I kind of need to see it. I kind of need to, you know, do, do my splash. And so then it goes from, okay, I talked to somebody to, I got a yes. Okay. I need this many haystacks because, you know, five, four, five flashes of haste. I need this many haste before I'm looking for another yes. It, it like like Daniel says, it makes it way more predictable and it, it just in, encourages us to keep going because this, Look, this, everything we talk about is simple. The process is simple. The blueprint is simple, but it's hard. And, and it's hard because it's work and because there's some inner stuff that we have to change and transform in, in the process too. And nobody really talks about that, but that, that plays a big role in it as far as that inner work. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's difficult, but it's hard. <laughs> I mean, it's easy, but it's difficult. There's, there's a hardness yeah. to it. And like I said, it, don't underestimate the hardness that comes with it. And it can, it can easily catch up on you if you're not knowing your numbers because 
like you said, you can easily get disheartened, but if you know every 15 calls, you're going to talk to somebody and you're on your 10th call. It's like, I just got to call five more people. It's going to call five yep. more, you know, and it, it really, it really helps ease that burden of when am I going to talk to somebody that's going to sell me their property? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cause we, and you're on the dollar, you don't, you're not tracking that. You just number the number, you know, you could have had, you could be doing better. You could be beating the numbers, but you don't know because you're not, you're not watching it. You're just going through the motions. So, or texting or whatever, you're just going through the motions. So I love, I, I don't know, for some reason, I kind of want to circle back to Nick. He mentioned there was a couple of deals that didn't pan out. And, and I don't know if he feels comfortable kind of sharing some enlightenment on one of them or tell, I feel like, there's something he doesn't know or needs to know or something. Nick, are you there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one of the deals I actually reached out to another uh, land investor, Mike Novak, who's he invited he like invited me to the hive and everything. And so we had looked at it. This guy had three parcels. I, I'm looking in Tennessee. That's where I'm starting out with my marketing campaign. And he had three parcels. Two of them, the soil class was labeled as, as problematic. So, you know, there, there might've been parts that may be buildable. We didn't look into it too far, but there was like an a hundred acre parcel, a 20 something acre parcel. And then there was a smaller parcel that, you know, there wasn't much information on. He said like he was, the investor was in California and was considering maybe trying to develop that small parcel. So he wasn't really looking to sell that. He was asking for like 809 to 900 grand for the two larger parcels together, which was tough to compound. It was, you know, we were, we were looking at it and, you know, it was with it not like definitively being buildable and it was kind of a mountainous area. You know, that was just a, a real like big deal to comp out. And then, there was uh, the 28 acre parcel. He was like, well, I might be able to sell that for, you know, three to four grand an acre. But he said, there's like a big ravine. There's a big part of it that really isn't usable. And the other issue with, with just buy, trying to buy that acre, even if, I mean, those numbers sound good, but it's landlocked partially by the larger parcel, by the hundred something acre parcel. So if you, okay. so it'd be kind of difficult to just buy the 28 and have it make uh, sense. Uh, okay, um, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, the other deal was actually it felt easier to comp, but okay. uh, it was a, it was a 20 acre parcel, and I actually pulled like a comps report from Priced for that one because I I mean I I also looked at Redfin, and you know I just wanted to kind of confirm like what I was looking at. It was looking like things were selling between 7,500 to 10 grand an acre for around, you know, okay. like 15 to 30 acres, 30 acres of land. Okay. But the big issue we found on that one, and I actually reached out to Anthony to look into this one, was it was smack dab in the middle of a high risk flood zone. So mm. Anthony, the, the owner wanted about 100 grand. He bought it six years ago for about 70. And Anthony was saying that it, like, I would offer him like 50 and maybe try to sell it for 70 to 80. That would probably make sense in that market. And the guy said, no, he said he, he's been kind of getting offers in that, in that range, but he, he's not like in a rush to sell. So. Okay. You got him on follow-up, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I have a, I have a list. Of, I've just been uh, noting all the callers that I have. I, I had pulled a list and just kind of 
started kind of filtering them down and putting them into buckets a little bit. Okay. Okay. All right. In Tennessee, are you mainly just in that market? Or are you looking virtually? Yeah, I've been, I mean, well, I mean, I really just started looking at in Tennessee partially because I know it's, it's a market or it's a state where you don't have to close with an attorney. So I figured out, you know, having the flexibility to close, maybe just working with a title company or I don't know, maybe working, partnering with another investor who can help close the deal on like, like together. But yeah, I have a couple counties that I sent out to direct mail to. And then I've been kind of, I did like a little market analysis based on, I think, RE Tipster, like their site, I had found like a market analysis, like some of the, like they look at population growth, job growth, uh, crime rates. And so I did that for about 30 different counties and kind of ranked them based on about five or six different categories. And so I've been looking at like five or six different counties and then kind of been looking on like the Tennessee has a GIS map that that you can just kind of scroll around and pick out parcels. So I, I do that too a little bit and just mainly just skip tracing with true people search and cold calling. Oh, you're 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 ahead of the game there. That that sounds amazing. Have you have you looked into the tax delinquent list at all? That's it. Yeah, that that's that's the strategy that I, I haven't I haven't tried yet, but I did I did watch some YouTube videos on and I feel like I, I probably should look further into that. I mean I do I've been looking at some of, some of the counties have their own tax sites, so I do typically look at if they're delinquent on taxes, but I haven't actually pulled any any lists from the counties yet. I I don't know if are those well, or well, well most of the counties provide those to you for free or I'm not. Yeah. More times than not, you can get it from the county courthouse. The reason why I ask is typically uh, like tax delinquency is a form of distress, and so when you look for opportunities for tax delinquent land, it's you know, people they, they don't they don't pay their taxes on their on their land. That may be a signal that they may not want to or care about or even know about it. So it's just a way of kind of drilling down a little bit. But if, if if I can offer some advice for you, you know, I always ask permission first. Is it okay if I give you a little bit of advice on it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what I would recommend you do is I don't know where you live in Tennessee, but folk but but identify your zip code. And I would say just humor yourself and try to identify tax delinquent land in that zip code. Yeah, so I'm actually I'm actually based out of Massachusetts, so I should I guess I should probably look here too. I have, I mean, I've done some driving for dollars too, just because I know investors in the area, and I've done a little bit. And I did I found actually a tax delinquent prop land property up here that it was in Washington, Massachusetts, and. It seems like everything's selling for ten to fifteen grand an acre, and it's four acres. It's zoned residential, but I can't get a hold of the seller, and the she's like eight or ten years behind on her taxes. I reached out to the county; they're like, "Yeah, there's twelve thousand dollars owed. We haven't really taken any of the steps to take it over." The the county was even pretty funky because they didn't have like formal email addresses. It, it's a rural uh, county, and they're like yeah. their email addresses were gmails and like they took a couple oh, days to get wow. back to me and stuff but they were like yeah we wow. haven't really made any, any decisions on what we want to do with that parcel and the owner i i actually found so 
it was owned by a guy and he passed away a couple years ago. And so I guess the wife technically took it over. Okay. But I found a relative of the, of the man who passed away and he was like, yeah, she's kind of off the grid. I, I don't, I haven't touched base with her in years. <laughs> so, so wow. yeah, I couldn't really figure it out. I, I did send her a piece of mail too about a week ago. So I mean, you never know, (laughs) but that's amazing. That sounds like an incredible opportunity right there. Nobody's going to work when you find opportunities, but nobody's going to work that hard. It's normally a gold mine. You have to have stability. Like the hotel we bought last summer, I've been communicating with that prior seller for two and a half years. And it started off at me buying it for 150,000 and then him literally giving it to me two years later. So keep up with your follow up and message me. I want to help. I want to see if I can help you find the seller. So send me a message. Okay, absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Every lesson is a learning lesson, no matter where you're at, just because it's, it, there's different, there's different, I mean, I've come across people where I can't find people. Quick little tidbit. If you cannot find people, check obituaries. It might be morbid. It might be, <laughs> might sound yeah. a little bit harsh, but it works. We did a call about maybe six to six to 12 months ago. And he's like, I can't find this person. I can't find this person. And I'm like, Check obituary, their name, see what happens. At the end of the call, he's like, I found them. It was oh, one my of those, God. It's, it's crazy how it works, but if you can't find people, there's usually a good reason. And it's probably because they passed away. And you just have to find the family members from there. And obituaries are a great way to actually find because usually it says they survived by their their wife and their three kids and Larry, Joe, and, and, and Barry, you know. And it's going to name all their information. And Barry lives in this part of the country and I'm like okay well that should be easy you just skip trace them from there so it's, it's, it gets really easy once you find them but yeah obituary is, is a is a cool little hack to kind of cut through the noise when you can't find somebody because it happens death i mean so one day i'm gonna die and you'll be able to find me in the obituary <laughs> not soon <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not not anytime soon but it's just one of those things where it happens it definitely happens, but don't feel like, don't give up on an opportunity just because you can't find them. It's usually right. nobody else can find them either. And if you find that person, you're going to have an upper hand over a lot of other people just because you found them and other people put it. So there's definitely some, some, some gold buried in there. It's not, it's no longer low hanging fruit when you, when you can't find them. It means nobody else can either. We covered a lot today. We covered a lot today. I really appreciate Brittany for coming on today and providing some information and some knowledge. I know we cut different directions, but I think we provide a lot of valuable information that people can use and set some KPIs in your life. They're, they're necessary. I think is, is the one for this one. And you don't actually know what you're going to need to close a deal, but it's just being consistent and understanding your numbers. Get my first deal. Starts Monday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the challenge starts Monday. And this is what she does. She's here to help you hold you accountable to make sure you're able to get your get your first deal as fast as possible. Better than me and better than her. <laughs> <laughs> I see I see people in here. Nikki, she actually came through. I think she came through in March. I don't know if she could talk because sometimes she has, has baby with them. Nikki, can you hear me? Maybe not. Maybe she might. I might put on the spot prematurely. Never mind. Anyway, she came through. I said, tell them, tell them what your thoughts are about the challenge. How, how did it help you? Because you came in March, right? I, I think it was like the end of March. I think it might have been the, the, yeah, the end of March, beginning of April. Yes. So what were some things that you picked up from it? 
because there's some people that are not familiar with me or, or the challenge. It'd be good to hear from somebody that's been through it. That's not me, because I'm going to talk it up. <laughs> well, I'd say focus is one of the main things, the, at least personally for me to work on with the um, challenge and keeping up on the activities. And so keep your task. And for me personally, it's scheduling. And it's been a little wonky, but scheduling and to be talking about, I'm like, I'm trying to work on the schedule now. I need your schedule too. So I guess that's one of the main things for me is scheduling. It's the thing. You got to track your activity. Tra- track it. It's very important. Um, I hate like tracking I activity though. I do. I hate yep. tracking activity because it takes a certain organizational aspect to, you know, track that activity. Because, you know, you can just bump off calls, 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 and not track the calls, 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 because it's easy to just bump off the calls, 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 calls. Yep, got to do it. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's a process. Like I mentioned earlier, um, it's a journey, you know, but once the things that people learn challenge, whether you sent them during the challenge or a year later, it's not going to change. And that's what I pride myself on is creating a system and a map, a roadmap. That's it. If you, if you follow the map, be consistent. It'll work. And that's that's something that's hard. But once a person, once you, once I mastered it, I was like, oh, okay, this is predictable. So th- thank you for Nikki for speaking on it. I appreciate it. And we're working on you, baby. You got it. You got to keep hanging in there. Well, we appreciate we appreciate Brittany for coming on today. Like I said, uh, she brought a lot of value today. But definitely check her out if you if you're struggling getting your first deal. Definitely check it out. She provides a lot of resources and back-end support because sometimes you need that. Actually, all the time you need that, no matter what stage you're in. So she provides that front-end support for people who are getting started. So if you get stuck, you know who to talk to. We appreciate everybody coming out. We do these we, we do these calls every Monday and Thursday. Our next call is Monday at uh, 5 Central, 5 p.m. Central. So we appreciate everybody coming out. Everybody, uh, we do have an event we're doing in August. Go check it out. August 25th to 26th. Brittany is speaking there live. And you can network with other Hive members there. That's going to be in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Thehiveislive.com slash summit is the URL. Definitely go get your tickets. We only have like 100 and so seats. So definitely check it out. Which is almost what we sold last year. So definitely get it before it's too late. Thehiveislive.com slash summit. Appreciate everybody coming up. Hope you, all, hope you all learned something. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy spending time with your family. Enjoy spending time with your loved ones. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you, Brittany. Bye. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> The show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The List Guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The List Guys are here to save you time. Contact the List Guys today at www.1listguys.com. That's www.1listguys.com.